0: Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. I'm Kira Smith, and today I'm joined by one of our editorial board members, Dr. Olka Vaishampayan. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. So we're having this interview today in honor of September being Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. In your opinion, why is it so important to raise awareness for prostate cancer?
1: Prostate cancer is very common. Uh, about one in four men with uh, Uh, about the age of 50 who are being screened for prostate cancer will find that as a diagnosis. Uh, Finding it early has a big significance because uh, the earlier you find it, the more curable it is. So there is a simple blood test and physical exam that you can use as a screening methodology to help early detection of prostate cancer. It is also important to uh, you know, besides monitoring the PSA annually to think about even starting at an earlier age if there are men with family members with prostate cancer start at age 45 or even at a baseline at 40. Uh, African-American patients should uh, ideally get a baseline PSA at age 45 and, uh, you know, be rigorous about screening. Uh, also, There are a number of things that can impact the PSA level. So keep in mind that there are things like uh, uh, if you're on medication for benign prostatic hypertrophy or depending on the clinical uh, picture of some other medical conditions can impact the PSA. But if you're on medication for BPH, definitely the cutoff for uh, prostate cancer for the PSA screening should be lower than our traditional. Traditionally, we expect a PSA above four to be considered for biopsy or at least have a discussion looking into diagnosis of prostate cancer. Uh, For patients who are on medication for BPH, that cutoff should be around 2.5.
0: So you mentioned prostate cancer screening and prevention. What are the current standards for these and have there been any updates in the way that they're approached?
1: In screening, I think, uh, you know, we are getting somewhat better in terms of screening. There are new tests that are being developed looking at a blood test to evaluate for presence of cancer uh, currently though the psa is remains our best uh, go to test very easily available you know all over a simple blood test that you can do once a year uh, i think it is important to think about screening for prostate cancer at age 50 or over uh, unless there are some special circumstances Other advances in terms of uh, early management, I think the treatment is getting better. So even if you are diagnosed with early stage prostate cancer, uh, the new surgical techniques with robots and uh, also cryotherapy and uh, very exquisite planning techniques of radiation Will help people get effective treatment without it having less and less, with it actually having less and less long term effects. Mm
0: -hmm. Great. Have there been any new diagnostic techniques recently?
1: So the big one I would say is if there is a high risk uh, based on PSA or even for active surveillance. So active surveillance for prostate cancer is becoming more and more adopted in the low-grade to intermediate-grade prostate cancer. So not very aggressive disease, obviously, or high-risk disease that we have to treat. But for the patients who have very slow growing, very uh, early stage prostate cancer, active surveillance is a valid option. And uh, what diagnostically, what allows us to separate out the high risk from the low risk is a couple of new things one is a prostate mri which is uh, you know very useful in identifying high grade or aggressive looking areas within the prostate because we all know when we biopsy we are getting a tiny piece and you could easily miss high-risk areas. So the imaging allows us to identify which areas are likely to be high-risk, and if they look like they are high-risk, we would avoid uh, active surveillance and actually do treatment. The other thing is there are uh, diagnostic techniques which are run on the tissue. When we biopsy, you can run a genetic score, genomic score, that allows us to identify, even if uh, on basic pathology, it's called low grade or very early uh, less aggressive disease. Within the genomics, you can find out who out of those patients is likely to have aggressive disease longer term. So that would be another way to sort of run genomics on the tissue that we have available and identify the high-risk patients who should get active treatment versus the others can go on active surveillance.
0: Great. And I'm sure there have been a lot of advances in new therapies as well recently. What have some of these updates in uh, therapeutic selection and management included?
1: Yeah, therapy is changing rapidly in this disease and very, very exciting advances are ongoing. In the last few years, we've basically altered the progress, I mean, the outcomes of uh, advanced prostate cancer. So in advanced prostate cancer, previously, we used to say, you know, we only had, uh, hormone therapy, which is testosterone suppression therapy. and uh, that worked for about on an average 18 months to 24 months. and then patients progressed and you know had rapidly symptomatic and uh, progressive disease. Now we have a number of medications, you know, we have chemotherapy, we have immunotherapy, we have um, uh, oral hormonal therapies that are extremely effective against this disease. And recently, there was a radiopharmaceutical that was approved, also a PSA-targeted agent that releases radiation by attaching selectively to the prostate cancer cells. So that is another exciting advantage. Uh, Radiopharmaceuticals have, in general, been used in this disease before, you know, there are uh, Clearly, there are FDA approvals of things like radium-223, which was also effective and remains effective with overall survival benefit in patients with bone-only disease. Uh, This, However, the PSMA uh, radiation, targeted radiation, is actually effective against all the different areas of disease that express PSMA. So that has uh, changed things dramatically. The other big diagnostic and therapeutic scan is uh, the PSMA PET scan. And that has uh, altered dramatically how we look at this cancer. So if it is an early stage relapse where only the PSA is going up after surgery, radiation, whatever the patient has had before treatment-wise, then looking at a PSMA scan will tell us and identify those small areas of cancer where previously we didn't find any evidence of disease until the PSA was much, much higher, 20, 30 range and above. Uh, on our conventional CAT scan and bone scan do not find any evidence of disease spread You know, at typically PSAs of less than 10 or even 20. PSMA PET scan, however, will identify those uh, areas of disease and allow us maybe to do early intervention with radiation, uh, very focused radiation called stereotactic radiation to those areas and uh, maybe alter the course of the disease. So long-term, we are not quite sure yet, but at least it will allow patients to be able to delay antigen deprivation therapy or hormone testosterone suppression therapy, which of course has a number of side effects specifically. I mean, besides the hot flashes and fatigue, there is bone loss, there is increased risk of fractures, there is a small risk, increased risk of cardiac events and dementia, things like that, that has been shown. So if we can delay or avoid starting the antigen deprivation therapy, that is a worthy goal in uh, these relapse patients. So because of that, we are finding metastatic disease earlier and earlier, and hopefully with these effective treatments, we'll be able to at least limit the duration of how long we treat these patients and put them in remission. So hopefully long-term, we don't have to keep on going on the therapy longer term. The other big change in uh, therapy has been that early treatment in metastatic disease. Previously, we used to wait until patients progressed on one avenue of therapy, which was the hormone injections, and then we used the second line and the third line therapies. Now there is more and more evidence that tells us that using a doublet therapy or treatment intensification upfront is definitely contributing to longer-term life expectancy. So because of that, if in an otherwise healthy patient, if they have metastatic disease, it is important to consider uh, not just androgen deprivation therapy, but adding chemotherapy with docetaxel and doing oral agent, one of the androgen receptor inhibitors, uh, such as enzalutamide, apalutamide, or darolutamide, and also uh, or abiraterone and prednisone.
0: Great. It's so exciting that there have been so many uh, new advances recently. So in light of uh, September being Prostate Cancer Awareness Month, what are some of the ways that clinicians can better raise awareness of prostate cancer and also help advocate for their patients?
1: I think clinicians should consider and discuss prostate cancer screening and elicit family history in every patient. Uh, on an average, uh, it is important to have that discussion and uh, talk to patients that early detection is probably going to save lives. And uh, you know, the earlier we find any cancer, for that matter, but clearly for prostate cancer, we're lucky enough to have a screening technique that is fairly effective to use. So absolutely, I think it is important to advocate and say this is a potentially preventable cancer with screening.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on today to talk about all these new updates and uh, the ways that we can help to raise awareness.
1: Okay. Thank you. Bye.